Although we both identify as Roman Catholic, our aim is not to convert or convince. We have no official affiliation with any religious body and present here only our own interpretations and opinions of these stories. We understand and expect that some listeners may not have spiritual belief in certain aspects of these events, but we hope you find value in them as historical narratives which are inextricably tied to the times, places, cultures, and spiritual beliefs of the people who lived and retold them. Due to age and variable documentation practices, we cannot guarantee the historical accuracy of these stories. And welcome to A Martyr and a Monk. That's Christina. And that's Victoria. And before we jump into this episode, I'm going to apologize for multiple things. One being that I might sound sick because I finally got the COVID and it's very sad. Oh, no. <laughs> and that is also why we missed uh, two weeks ago last week. It, there's a lot. There's been a lot of things. I was very busy and then I just rolled right into COVID. <laughs> Fun times. So I might sound weird. Uh, there might be some weird jump cuts in this because I'm going to be coughing. Uh, we're going to we're going to get through it. <laughs> I believe in you. OK, so this week we are covering. A guy that I looked up for a very silly reason, which we will get to later. Um, our sources are uh, various pages from Wikipedia, including the Nitrian Desert, Sozomen, Palladius of Galatia. And the person we are working on, as well as a couple sites, including the British Museum, a British museum site, which is weird. Um, uh, a Catholic.org site and a St. John NDC.org site. So okay. this week we are covering St. Macarius, who I might accidentally Macarius. call Marcarius, but it is Macarius. Macarius. Specifically, St. Macarius of Alexandria. Not St. Macarius of Egypt, as we will get to. <laughs> isn't Egypt, isn't Alexandria in Egypt? Yes, it is. Okay. So, Good start. Um, St. Macarius is also referred to as Macarius the Younger. Um, so either Macarius of Alexandria or Macarius the Younger. Uh, he was, confusingly, the contemporary of St. Macarius, Macarius of Egypt, uh, who was born and lived at the same time. And they were friends. Are we sure these are different people? <laughs> I am not certain, but everybody else seems like, yeah, no, they were different. And I'm like, are you are you sure though? Okay. Um, supposedly they were friends and they like got banished together and shit. I so, mean, people have the same name sometimes, so I guess that's fine. Yeah. I guess okay. it's fine. Um, and they call him the younger because he's younger by like two years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, both are said to have been born sometime around the year 300, and both live supposedly to the late 300s, dying around 390 to 395. Okay. More evidence that maybe they are the same person. Yeah. Um, this, uh, but th- we're going to talk about this Macarius, because the other one is different, supposedly. Okay. Uh, this Macarius was born sometime around 300 in Alexandria, Egypt. We don't know anything before he becomes a monk. 
uh, which is in his 40s, um, except that he was a confectioner. Um, He sold candy and fruits and things. That's fun. In the 300s? Yes. (laughs) In Egypt? Okay. (laughs) Yes. So he was like, some people say he was like a pastry, like baker kind of guy. Mm-hmm. and made made good tasty things but other people are like he was a he was a merchant selling confections not sure it's probably like um because they have these in morocco and north africa i think generally they have like uh I'm trying to think of something that's similar like dense sugar paste candies yes yeah that can survive the heat yeah it's probably yeah. something like that yeah yep yeah. Like nut-based nougat stuff. Things, yeah. Yeah. Turkish delights and such. Um, This brings me to why I looked him up, uh, because we're approaching Halloween, so I was like, who's the patron saint of candy? (laughs) Does he actually have anything to do with candy beyond being a confectioner? Okay, good. (laughs) Absolutely not. But uh, he is the patron saint of candy. So, and like confectioners and like pastry chefs and stuff. I've already forgotten his name. (laughs) Macarius. Macarius. Okay. Super Good. dumb, too. Some people uh, think that the word macaron comes from Macarius, which oh, it definitely does not in any way. Where does it come way. from? Uh, it's, it's French. Macaron is French. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't come from Macarius. No, it does not come from Macarius. There's okay. this whole site that talks about it. And people are like, he's Saint Macaron. And it was like, nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that would nope. that would have been very fun. That would have been fun, but it is not true. Okay. Uh, at the age of 40, he's baptized and goes off to be a monk in the desert. Oh, that's weird. Kind of. Yes. Uh, no explanation as to why. <laughs> so, like, you don't know what he was doing. Well, I guess he was being a confectioner before that. He was being a confectioner before right. that. Uh, a little bit later, we'll get into another possible historical thing that he might have done, which caused him to be baptized and go live in the desert to be a monk. But we'll talk about that later. Is the Diocletian persecutions at the early 300s or the early 400s? I think it's the early 300s. I think it I think ends it is like... Too, so he probably missed it. Yes. He would have been a kid. And not a Christian. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's hailing. Oh, good. Yay! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sorry. What a delight. Anyway, um, so he is in the desert being highly ascetic. As you might yeah, good for him. Uh, think. If you don't remember, ascetic is giving up like all of your shit, eating as little as possible, wearing as little as possible, not mm-hmm. talking, all that kind of stuff. To be so, fair, if I lived in the desert, I think I would also trend towards not that. eating as much and yes. not wearing as much and kind of just laying around and doing nothing. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it kind of fits, but very he's very being very ascetic. Okay. So after a bit uh, of this fun desert life, he is appointed to be the prior of a monastery known as the Kelly or the cells in the Egyptian desert. So, okay. so sounds like a solid place to put a monastery. Something that I found, which is super odd. Um, not, I guess it's not odd. I just had no concept of this in any way. Um, so the monastery is composed of like literal cells where each monk lives a little ascetic life and is like silent mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, these cells were built into the rocks, so they were like mm-hmm. carved into rock. In some, 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 at least some of them were. Um, I guess 
I'm trying to decide how to explain this. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'll just continue and then we'll get to it in a minute. I'll explain more about the Kelly. Um, this site is a an archaeological site, so we will talk about it in a bit. Um, okay. So, composed of cells, they live in these cells, you know, a bunch of monks being aesthetic together. Um, after doing this for a little while, in 335, Mercurius retires again to go be a hermit by himself in the desert. Okay. Um, uh, but he's supposedly over this, either over this time, he presides over 5,000 nitric monks. In the that desert. is what everybody says, in the desert. What the heck mm. is a nitric monk? So, a nitric monk were monks of the Nitrian Desert in Egypt. The Nitrian okay. Desert is a region in northwestern Egypt between Alexandria and Cairo, west of the Nile Delta. So, you know, if you get off the Nile Delta, you're pretty much mm-hmm. just in the desert. There's not yep. much else going on. Desert <laughs> until you hit the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in antiquity, this area had three different monastic centers. In 330, uh-huh. Macarius of Egypt, which is the other one, Macarius the Younger's friend, um, establishes a monastic colony in Cetus called Wadi el Natrun at the time. Okay. Uh, also in 330, St. Amun founded Nitria in South... St. Amun, like A-M-U-N? Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Like Amun-Ra, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. St. Amun founded Nitria southeast of Alexandria by 30 miles. Later, St. Amun also founded a second monastery called Kelia, which is the one we were talking about, on the suggestion of St. Anthony. Uh, Kelia is the monastery where St. Macarius of Alexandria was appointed to, and assuming mm-hmm. he was appointed when it was created a bit after 330, um, then St. Macarius retires around 335. He wasn't prior for all that long <laughs> before he quote-unquote retires. According to Wikipedia... Cetus is the only site that is still a monastic site, which is kind of incredible that it is still a monastic site. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kelia is an anthropological site that was rediscovered in 1964 and has been excavated by over 25 years by, I believe, French and English Mm. anthropologists. How do they spell Kelia? K-E-L-L-I-A. Okay. Um, So basically, when I was like looking into this, everybody was like, yeah, so like this chunk of desert was just, like, known to be, like, a monastic center. Like, there were just monks all over the frickin' place in this desert. That's kind of weird. It is. So, it Kelia, specifically, spans 125 square kilometers and consists of these mounds called combs, um, mm-hmm. or cells, uh, which contained, like, the cells and churches and the cells being the living quarters. Mm-hmm. Over 1,500 structures have been found, but estimations put that number actually much higher because there were probably, you know, wooden structures and things yeah. that haven't haven't survived. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were complex churches and a commercial center. Uh, like, it was just absolutely massive. Based on the excavations and historical records, they think that by the 390s, which is right around when both Macariuses die, there were mm-hmm. about 600 monks at Kelia. But by the 5th century, there were thousands. Uh, By the 7th and 8th centuries, use of the site was declining because of, you know, religious schisms and such. Mm -hmm. And the site was abandoned by the 9th century. 
Um, so the idea that Macarius could have presided over thousands of monks by the time of his death in the late 300s is probably exaggerated, but mm-hmm. he likely was a prior-like figure in this area for most of his life, even if he did go and live as a hermit, because this was just, just, this desert was just full of monks, apparently. Um, and during this time, before becoming a hermit, there's a story that during one Lent, he didn't eat or drink at all for mm, all 40 days. Work. And no monk saw him sitting or lying down, and another high-ranking monk saw this and declared, quote, cast out this man from here, for he is not human. (laughs) Well, that's ominous. (laughs) I know. This other monk had to be shown a vision from God. To not get rid of him. To not kill him or something. God had to be like, wait, no. (laughs) I know, stop. (laughs) So... If you look up Kelly, I also have a picture I can show you. Yeah, I googled it. So this is the main photo that you get from like the Wikipedia page, like the excavation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really big. It's huge. It just goes on forever. And there's like these little blocks, which are interesting. You know, you can see the little cells, but it looks like each block Mm -hmm. would be like a little mini community, and then there was like this bigger. There must be a reason why they amassed there. I don't It must have like convenient wells or something. Like there must be a reason why you'd pick that chunk of desert. And it is interesting that there are three different communities all established like basically at the same time. Mm -hmm. All in the early like I wonder if they were all trying to follow the same person. It's possible, yeah. There's a lot of talk of Saint Anthony, which I didn't really look into much. Um, Mm -hmm. but both of the Macariuses and Saint Amun were like you know, kind of following St. Anthony's teachings. So, and St. Anthony is suggested making the last one. So. Some of these pictures that you get when you Google Kelia on the internet of like probably the last 20-ish years of excavations where the top of the walls is level with like ground level. Mm -hmm. Modern ground level. And then they dig out the rooms. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them really look like uh Tatooine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fun. It's really odd. I mean, I guess Tatooine's not that far from here. Right. It's this it, they also filmed in the Sahara, right? Yeah, I think it's in Tunisia. Should be yeah. the next also in North Africa somewhere. Well, that's weird. It How is. Come nobody ever talks about I have no idea. Just a bajillion monks hanging out in the desert. <laughs> Like thousands by like the fifth century, like that's, that's so many people. So, so it must, it can't just be a desert. It must no, have a must water have or something. There's yeah, something. there must yeah. be something there that can sustain that many people, right? And that's why, why like in the first place, Kelia, like they say that there's a whole section that was like a market district. So mm-hmm. it's quite possible that people, like merchants, were coming over from the Nile Delta, mm-hmm. and like I mean, like, if there's you know, five thousand people there, it's, it's it's a good place to go sh- sh- sell your stuff. Yeah, of course. So, very weird. That was, like, the main thing that I found in this. I was like, what? Like, one of the sites was describing it as there were three deserts in this area. And I was like, okay, why do we care? But they were calling the three monastic sites deserts for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because that part of the desert is now called the Nitrian Desert. <laughs> <laughs> after yes. Nitria, so and Nitric monks and stuff. But yeah, so this was just like a thing. And um Macarius the Younger was one of the main, you know, leadery guys 
who went out there, probably because he went out there a little bit before uh, other people did. Um, so, over his life, he also frequently did very aesthetic things, um, like carrying a a bag of sand on his shoulders around the desert until he was no longer tempted to go to Rome to heal people. What? Why? Why would he go to Rome to heal people? <laughs> so he was. Uh, we'll get to it in a minute. But he was basically just healing people left and right. And he was like, "Oh, I could go to Rome and heal people." And apparently, that was like an egotistical thing to think. Okay. And so he was like, "No." And so he just carried a block of sand around until until he didn't want to go to Rome. It's like having one of those um, one of those flower babies in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also once sat in a swamp and skeet naked to allow a bunch of mosquitoes to bite him to supp- to su- suppress the temptation of lust. No, I don't think we need to do that. Doesn't he no. live in a community of like a bajillion guys? I guess he could be. Uh, it's unclear when exactly this happened. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, not sure. Um, all of these attempt temptations were attributed directly to Satan. Of Satan being offended by their aesthetic way of life and just trying to, like, tempt them. <laughs> okay. That's fun. Through his severe lifestyle, it said that he was granted the gift of working miracles and reading people's thoughts. Ooh, don't know how I feel about that one. Which we then do not get any more details on, which I was sad about, but... Of course not. When you say granting miracles, do you just mean, like, healing? Yeah, mostly healing. Um... But also including both, like, you know, this person has the plague and I have healed them, but also healing people of demonic possessions. Mm, so, fun. Um, he also saw visions, which kind of leads to the demonic possession situation. Uh, he noticed during group monk chants that uh, little demons would be sitting on some of the monk's shoulders, uh, specifically of the monks who were, you know, inattentive or like being distracted by something. And he also supposedly saw an angel during communion giving out the body of Christ to those uh, monks who were devout, but would give um, the inattentive or the ones who were less devout uh, hot coals instead of the communion. Um, In response, those getting the real body of Christ, the little demons would flee from them, from those monks, um, Mm -hmm. and would focus on the monks who were getting coal. Okay, so I have several thoughts about that. First thought is, do you remember the Simpsons episode where there's the little gremlin thing on the wing of the airplane? Well, that's based on... That's based on the little gremlins on airplanes. Yes. um, Which is a story from World War II, but for some reason I'm specifically imagining the little Simpsons animation (laughs) gremlin. Pretty much is what what I'm imagining. My second thought is that Macarius maybe should see a doctor. Uh, apparently, I mean, but also, you know, living in the desert for so long and being dehydrated and stuff could very easily make you see shit. Um, yeah. but ultimately these visions lead him to be a really successful exorcist. Um, well, I mean, yeah, if he can see whether or not you're, <laughs> he's like, I can see this little tiny demon. Man. He knows you're not faking <laughs> it. Cause he can see the demon. <laughs> yeah. He can see this little demon man, but it's so funny. Like the way it was described, they were just like, you know, in a chapel and he can just see these like little demons like hopping around, like bopping around to all the the distracted monks. 
And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, God, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's very, very strange. But so he is good at the miracles and both healing people of demonic possessions and of illnesses. Um, weird little tidbit. At 73, he and St. Macarius of Egypt were banished by Emperor Valens. Not sure what happens. Not sure why. Don't really know where they go. They just tell us that. So, okay. Wait, what year? He was seventy three. So three seventy. Seventieth. Okay. So that would have been after the the not the schism. The other thing. The pro Christian Constantine. Constantine. No, the pro oh, the pro Christian yeah. ones. Interest. So I would think that they would no longer be persecuting Christians, which makes me wonder what they did i don't know it's unclear Mm. well that's fun for them wait so they are they still hanging out in the desert when they get banished i i think so where does he banish them to i don't know (laughs) they are already in the worst place (laughs) an island yeah which sounds nice okay i mean oh yeah an island in the mediterranean actually i think some of the islands in the mediterranean maybe don't have fresh water right so could be bad maybe bad (laughs) Yeah, uh, okay. it doesn't last very long because I think he ends up back, you know, in their little monk enclaves in the desert. So I don't know. Don't really know okay. why or what happens. But that was okay. one of the things that seemed to be like the main bit of evidence where why these sites weren't talking about them as possibly being the same person. Because maybe there's some sort of record that he banished two people mm-hmm. and they were friends. Not sure. So. On all accounts, St. Macarius dies in about 394 to 395 at the age of 100. So heckin' old, yeah. Yeah. Um, if he, Everybody says he died when he was 100. So whenever he died, you know, back calculate that to when he was born. So he was probably born in the late 290s, um, mm-hmm. which is approximately. That seems very old. I suppose if you never yes. eat anything. And you live in a dry area. Yeah. With no mosquitoes. Maybe he was trying to self-mummify himself like those Buddhist monks do. Gross. Yeah. Uh, during his life, he was also a prolific writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta well, do yeah, something. You gotta do something. <laughs> you gotta yeah. do something. Uh, For a hundred years. Yeah, no kidding. He wrote, uh, well, 60 years, because the first 40, he was a confectioner, oh, remember? He was making candy. He was making candy before that. Um, uh, he wrote a homily, which is incru- included in the Great Psalter. Um, as well as a 30-chapter monastic rule and epistle for monastics. Wrote a bunch of stuff for monastic types. And okay. a homily, which, you know, people, priests and stuff, study, you know, famous yeah. homilies and stuff. Um, there's also a record from a Palladius, who was a Christian chronicler in the early 400s, and a Sozumen, who was a lawyer and Christian historian born in 400, who both chronicled a man named Macarius, who lived in a cell in a, in the desert for more than 23 years to atone for a murder he had committed. Oh, no. Yes. So, now, we have no idea if this murderer Macarius is Macarius of Egypt or Macarius of Alexandria, or if it's just a different Macarius, because mm-hmm. apparently Macarius was a common name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, the fact that both of these guys, like, Early 400, so like right after uh-huh. um, uh, the two Macariuses would have died, are s- recording that there was a Macarius who was a murderer who then went and lived 
in a cell in the desert for a bunch of years, there's a good chance it's at least one of the Macariuses. Okay, so here's my thinking. Okay. My thinking is that it's our Macarius because it seems like a left turn yeah. from his... Because he would have been middle-aged when he left his confectionerying. Right. So presumably it would have been like a well-established business. He would have had customers and people he knew and like, you know, a nice comfortable life to just be like left turn out into the desert. Yeah. <laughs> we get no sketchy. description of why. It's not like he had a vision and was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know. So okay. maybe he committed a murder. And he went to live this super aesthetic, li- aesthetic so life. So obviously murder like, oh, is bad, but that yes. would be an exciting story. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's one reason to really just turn your life around. Yeah. Like a reformed man. Um, yeah. Okay. So who knows? Uh, I mean, it's approximately the right time. It's at least contemporary. Like, it's not a report from the 1500s, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was these two chroniclers from the 400s, so... Yeah, seems uh, good. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he was a murderer. Um, today, the feast day of Macarius is January nineteenth in the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church, I think, and on okay. the first of May in the Coptic Orthodox Church. He is mostly known as the patron saint of candy, pastry chefs, etc., and sometimes people call him Saint Macaroon, which is dumb. <laughs> that is dumb. If it's not where it comes from, it would be fun if they had came from the same route or something. Though that would be fun. Well, that was a short one, uh, but I'm also sick. So, but it was also so weird. this guy. So this guy. Here's what we're thinking: this guy's life consisted of. He has a childhood. He starts a candy business. Is apparently. Yeah. Find a candy making. Doesn't seem yeah. to be any reason to think he's not great at candy making. Living his best life in yes. Alexandria. Yep. Great. Sounds like a solid place to be. Their mm-hmm. library's not on fire anymore. Yeah. And then he murders somebody. Yes. And then he bails Theoretically into the desert. over the candy business. <laughs> Theoretically, yes. Because they never mention a spouse or like, you nope, know, a jilted lover either. or anything like that. Okay. So, so theoretically over candy. <laughs> there's a candy mafia problem. Yeah. Which makes him leave the city. And he conveniently nearby, there is a random town of monks just hanging out in the desert. Yes. For no apparent reason. Yeah. Well, that's... Well, there's technically okay. three towns, and he picks one of the towns. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a greater metropolitan area. Greater greater metropolitan monk area, yeah. Yeah, So, okay. And he picks one, becomes a monk. Everybody's like, wow, you're a great monk. He writes a bunch of stuff, and then he dies. And then he dies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at a hundred. Yeah, okay. at a hundred. And then there's like, you know how a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, our saints, there's like, oh, like they were so popular in the community that people started venerating them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We have no information on how this man was venerated. <laughs> I mean, especially if he died near the town of a bajillion monks. I mean, it I guess it, like he would just drift into like there'd be too many people dying all the time, right? Unless they must have really liked him, and like they must have been the ones to venerate him, because yeah, otherwise, presumably. like I mean, I guess who the hell knows? He was, he was seeing the the little gremlin things. Yeah, so those are his miracles. Like he I guess would apparently make him did. Famous. Yeah, did do a bunch of miracles. So yeah, he was known. In the little monk town, monk metropolitan mm. area, um, mm-hmm. as being a, a you know a healer and a, 
an exorcist. A schizophrenic. And a schizophrenic. <laughs> At the time, it was called a healer and an exorcist. Yes. Right. Um, okay. Uh, and then he dies. So I guess the monks were like, yeah, no, he's he's the best. So they, start, they must have started venerating it. I think it's quite funny that God had to tell the monks to not be scared. Yeah. That was one of my because favorite parts. Somebody else, somebody else we talked about, Marion Buardi, the one who got murdered and then unmurdered. Yeah. She was she, Egyptian too, wasn't she? Or she was like no, Syrian? she was Palestinian or something. Um, the other the other nuns didn't like her either because they thought she was scary. Yeah, but God did not step in. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, he just stepped in for for Macarius. Mm. I like. I also really like that 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 one monk was like, "This man is not human." <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I mean, he hasn't eaten out. during Lent, so yeah, or and he lives in the water. desert. And hasn't sat down apparently either. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. So did you Google? Did you look at pictures of like icons of him? Uh, a little bit. Make sure it's the right I one though. Really don't like it. Macarius of Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't like it. I don't don't like his beard. Yeah, they're really. He's naked in a lot of them for some reason too. Uh... Or at least some of them. He's naked in some of them, not a ton. I don't like his beard because his beard's like down to his feet in a lot of these. Yeah, it's very thin. It's, it's very it's weird. Like Which ominous. I guess is accurate. There's one of him standing in front of a tent. Some of these are calling him uh, Macarios too, instead of Macarius, like with a K. You know, the more the more Greekified. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's strange. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was weird. I was like, who's the patron saint of candy? And then I got really confused because I was doing um. Macarius of Egypt at first, and I was like, "There's nothing about candy in this." And then I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. is there a different person?" I'm like, "There is a different person." I'm like, "They were born at the same time." <laughs> like I had written like a quarter of the intro, and I'm like, "I don't even have to change this intro because they're the same." <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I mean, I guess if there were people writing about them while they were alive, they would be like, "There were just two." Different there were people. two of them. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, Macarius of. Our Macarius wrote a bunch, so I do wonder if he wrote about his other his friend other Macarius. One, yeah. Although, if he was a schizophrenic, who the mm. fuck knows? Maybe there's not another. Maybe there. Maybe he has multiple personality disorder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a okay. short little one, but in time for the candy giving of of Halloween. Uh, and just for Halloween, think about those little demons that were bopping around on the, on the bad monks. <laughs> now that we're calling the weird monks in the desert a metropolitan district, yeah, greater metropolitan area, I would really like to get like sports jerseys or something made up, like the the Kelly and Gremlins or something. Like you're a sports yes, team. yes, <laughs> representing the greater metropolitan district. Yeah, of the nit- Nitrine Desert. Nitrine, yeah. Nitrian Desert? Yeah. They were, like, as a group, they were called, like, Nitric Monks. Mm. Uh, one of the sites was called Nitria. The other one was Kelia, and then there was one more, which I can't remember now. Skeet, maybe? The one at Skeet? Um, mm. Yeah. Well, that's strange. <laughs> yep. Lovely so, little, uh... next week when you're eating your Halloween candy. Yes. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Think of this strange man who maybe yeah. murdered somebody. Also, very <laughs> Halloween-esque. Bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, we think that's bad. Don't kill anybody over your candy that, like, no. um, this candy mafia, not worth it. Nope. Not worth nope. it. All right. All right. So, uh, if you could uh, like and review and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, that would be very helpful. I believe it helps us the most if you do it on Apple, but uh, any platform is great too. And you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is Martyr and Monk, and we will post some of these pictures we were talking about um, on there. And maybe I will try to find a picture of the Simpsons gremlin that I'm imagining. <laughs> So, yep, follow, give us a follow there, check out the pictures, uh, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. Okay, bye!